Hey everyone, welcome to episode 58. Tonight we're talking about how to save people you're worried about. So the real question is this, what does it take to make the gospel come to life? If you are struggling with what you believe, or if you do believe, but you want to feel the truth on a deeper level, or even if you are experienced in your faith and you want to deepen your relationship with Christ even further, what steps can all of us take to not just bring the gospel to life, but to cause the gospel to bring life into us? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Robbins, and welcome to Bringing the Gospel to Life. Hey guys, hope you had a great day. Uh, tonight's going to be pretty short, just because the thought itself doesn't take much explanation. Um, and even though I know this is a super important topic to some people, like this truth has been re- restated so many times, but hopefully a story that will go along with it will make it add a little bit more depth and help people too. Uh, believe in a little bit more and just know that that's the answer. So when you have someone you're worried about who um, you're, you're quote unquote, you think you they need saving, um, there's this, uh, there's a, anyway, I was just scrolling Facebook today and I just saw this quote and I just wanted to elaborate on it a little bit. So I was scrolling and I came across a quote that said, you cannot save people, you can only love them. They have to save themselves. And obviously, with the gospel we're in, we take a little bit different spin on that, right? We believe that Jesus saves, or yeah, that he saves all of us, um, but that all of us can either accept his gift of salvation or not in order to make it to exaltation. So I would change that quote um, because you cannot save people, you can only love them, and then they will save themselves. Um, That's not quite how it works. Um... I think it, I, I think in the gospel setting, at least how it works for us, is um, you cannot save people. Jesus already did that, but you cannot accept his gift for them. All you can do is love them, and then they will decide that they want that gift even more. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase, like, you can lead a horse to a well, but you can't make it drink. Um, the only thing you can do is potentially make the horse thirstier. And, um, I think, I think we have a lot of people who have loved ones or friends or family that they're really worried about and, and they think that they need saving. And I just don't think we understand how involved the savior is in each of those friends' lives. But I, something that you can do is make your friend thirstier, right? Um, if you look at the story of the prodigal son, the reason that he eventually, and the, the line is, quote, he came to himself, um, it's not, he didn't, his family didn't even do anything to make that happen, right? Because they, he was in a far distant country, right? But something we can do is we can make people more thirsty for the gift that Christ is trying to offer them. And the way we do that is by helping them see and sharing with them the love and the happiness that that brings, but you can't accept anybody's gift for them. And I think that's important for us to understand. And I just want to share a quick story where that, I know that happened with me. And, um, the more I think about it, like that, that line, he came to himself is the best line to describe how to help somebody is you can't, you can't accept their gift for them. You can't make them do anything. All you can do is help them come to themselves faster. 
And the reason I feel good teaching that is Elder Suarez, not last conference, but the conference before, I'm pretty sure it's in his talk. Um, the one that talks about helping people and or like having people to guide us in the gospel. And he uses this exact story. And he says, helping others come to themselves is the way for us to to help those who are worried about. Anyway, so um, I was in my, when I uh, was in my student teaching still as a seminary teacher, I was in my first semester. It's, it's always fun being like your first transfer as a missionary or being your first parent or being your first semester, the first time you're a parent or the first time uh, teaching because you're just like really have no idea what you're doing and you're just kind of going in and, and just seeing what happens, right? And um, this semester I had this one young man and his name was Israel and he, he is the man. I loved him so much. And if he's listening to this, like he'll laugh and he'll remember this story. But um, he'd had, he'd never really been that into seminary before. And he loved the other teachers and the other teachers loved him and they had a lot of friendships, but like he didn't really love paying or pay attention in class. And one day I taught a lesson and I just thought it was a normal lesson and I just kept doing the thing. And then I noticed the day after that lesson, every single day for the rest of the school year, he never missed a single class and he listened and he commented in every single lesson. And about three weeks after this was happening, I was like, I was so confused because I had no idea why he was doing this. And so I held him back after class one time. I was like, dude, like, what are you doing? And he's like, what? And I was just like, you're, why are you doing this all of a sudden? And he's like, you don't know. And I was like, I no, I have no idea why you're doing this. And he said, because of what you said in that one lesson. I was like, what did I say? I was just a normal lesson. And he said, oh, like you told us that when you go to the temple, you put your class's names into the temple and you pray and you pray for us when you go to the temple. And I was like, yeah. So, <laughs> and he's like, I don't think I've ever heard someone tell me that they've prayed for me. I don't think anyone's ever told me that. And like, it was one of those spiritual moments you just never forget, right? It was like so strong, but I was like, you're kidding me. And he's like, no, I've never had someone, at least that I'm aware of, tell me that they put me in the name and they put me in the temple to pray for me. And he's like, that hit me so hard with such an amount of love that I just all of a sudden I want I started wanting the stuff you're talking about. I just started to want it. And um now I'm not sharing that story in any shape or form to say, well look, I had an awesome story, right? I just there was one example of exactly what we're talking about, right? Jesus has already saved all of us. Nothing we do, no action we take will change that. But if we want to help others receive that gift, all we can do is help them come to themselves through love. Now I, I share that first part just and just to kind of wrap this up, but I share this first part because a lot of you think that there are people in your life who are lost and you're, you need to be worried about. And I just, I think a lot of them are a lot closer to him than you think. And a lot of the, and he's in the details of their lives. Like he's got them right where he needs them. He can, at any point he can, he can show up and talk to him if he needs to. Right. But like, that it was never our job to save other people. That's his job. He's the savior. The only thing that we can do is help others receive the gift a little bit more. So don't don't think you even have to. Even if it's your child, like that's not your responsibility. And I think we take 
the Savior's job upon ourselves way too often. Your job is just to help people want that gift a little bit more by the way you live and by the way you treat them. And sometimes they just need to see that love and that'll change them. So that thought was just on my mind and it's just made the gospel come to life for me. So I want to share it with you. Um, As always, something for you to think about as you walk away. When's been a time when um, someone's helped you want his gift a little bit more by the way they lived? Or when's been a time you or someone you've loved has come to themselves? And as always, let me know what you think on the Facebook page or in a text message or uh, send this to someone and send this to someone who might need to hear this. And um, I hope it's helpful. Let me know what you think and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.